Can you talk a bit about perfectionism? I know that it can be a problem, but I do want to do well. I think in almost all cases, perfectionism comes from a very good place. Who doesn't want to, to do well? And sometimes we become a perfectionist just by caring a lot about something, or sometimes we have negative experiences with failing in the past or something not going well, and that motivates us now to really want to make sure that that isn't repeated and that we do do well in anything we set our mind to today. So all in all, what could be wrong with that? What could be wrong with wanting to do well at what we do? So there are some problems, though, and one of them is that, of course, there may be conflicting priorities that we have. So a perfectionism at one thing may come at the cost of, of any progress in other areas. Maybe we actually need to spin plates a bit. So we're better off having a medium version, maybe of 10 things in our life, than one perfect version of one, and the other nine areas are really suffering. So sometimes there is a bit of uh, well-roundedness needed, and perfectionism can be a bit of a problem there. So that's one problem. The other problem, though, is even if we were just doing one thing, the perfectionism can sometimes impede the progress of that one thing. And I think a really good example of this is something like technology or software development. So if you wait for the app or the software to be perfect until you release it or until you get it out there, the problem is is that uh, it may never get perfect because you may need the real-world feedback from people in order to to uh, to know what areas need improving, to know how it actually fits in the world. And it's very hard just to try and develop something perfectly in your imagination without getting feedback uh, from other people. And getting it out there into the world is necessary to get that feedback. It's also necessary because you're probably going to need that support from other people financially or otherwise in order to keep developing the project that you're working on. So, you know, you could say, why did somebody 100 years ago not just think of the smartphone and invent it? Why did we have to mess around with fax machines and landlines, etc.? over the past 100 years. But that's clearly not how it works because we can see that there's a process of iteration at play. And an iterative process is basically one that just happens in stages. You know, so we release one version, then we, we improve it, take feedback, etc., then we release another version. And we kind of step it in this way uh, as we progress. So, so many tasks are like that. So the problem with perfectionism as a mechanism is that what it can do then is it can get in the way and it can block a particular iteration from ever happening. And the expression standing on the shoulders of giants then comes into play because there are then no giants uh, on, on whose shoulders we can stand. We have to kind of bridge all of that gap ourselves. There's a bigger gap for the next person who comes along. So they then need to take you know, medium or even mediocre steps to get something up and running. And it's interesting because you could, in principle, have two people. Let's say they're both inventors. And what we're going to gauge is the degree to which either of them changes the world. Okay, so one inventor is an absolute genius. They're really good at what they do. They've got the best of ideas. They're, they're excellent at coming up with ideas. However, they're a real perfectionist, so they won't ever allow the idea to be implemented or released until it's absolutely ready. Then we've got the other inventor who, yeah, they mean well, but they're not very good at what they do. They have other qualities, but this isn't one of theirs. They just have mediocre ideas. They might at best add a, a clock to something that already exists. It's, it's, it's not very good. However, they're really good at just getting it out there. 
And even when they get it out there, it's not even that then people go, okay, well, this is pretty useful. Even then people go, gosh, this is it's hopeless. However, it inspires people to see how hopeless the, 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 the uh, technology or the project is and to themselves fix it because it's clearly broken. It clearly doesn't work. And in turn, to go on to create incredible things in the world. So that absolutely hopeless inventor can actually influence the world in a far more profound way sometimes than the genius. Now, that doesn't seem fair, and gladly it doesn't need to be that way. So to the extent that you do have great ideas or projects or things that you want to do, the key very often is doing something. It's bringing it out into the world, which is the best place to get real-world feedback. There can be some room for stepping back, of course, and reflecting, but there has to be a point then when we take it and we put it into action. Of course, motivationally, just the act of doing something itself then feels good. As you're out there, you're doing something, it becomes addictive then in a positive way, and then it's much easier to stay at it.